praise God. We just thank God. And at this time, we're going to now hear from our apostle. We praise God for her. We pray God that will bless her in the name of Jesus. Amen. Bless God. Amen. Welcome, my brother in the back. Welcome, sir, who Cora evangelized to. Go ahead, sir. Bless him. Bless him because God has been that good to you. Hallelujah. We should always be that excited no matter what. I know we show our excitement differently, but we should always be that excited. Anybody remember when somebody first introduced the gospel to you? My God. Anybody ever think I would never be a part of something like that? Them folks, I don't know. I don't quite look like them. I don't understand why they do this. And then all of a sudden, you just find yourself being such a big part of such a bigger picture that you couldn't even imagine or have even thought of something like this before. Most of us would probably not even talk to each other out in the world. But the connection is the blood of Jesus. The connection is the fellowship of the saints, the gathering of his body together. My God, my God, my God. And it just keeps growing and growing and getting better and getting better and get. See, we thought our first family was crazy. And then God gives us a whole slew of family members. And we just need to learn how to understand and love crazy. Amen. Hallelujah. Cora, I'm going to assume that you're online. You witnessed to a brother in Hartford the other week. Was it the other week, sir? Okay, no problem, no problem. We got you. You witnessed to a brother, and he's in here today, and he's giving God glory. Cora, he's blessing God for you. He said you were very exuberant. You're a mighty evangelist, Cora, and we miss you today, and we bless you for serving your family today because they have needs as well. Amen? Bless the Lord. All right, everybody. How y'all doing today? Yeah? Let me do my um, roll call, my roster check going down <laughs> on the school bus here. Let me go row to row real quick, out of aisle. Mm-hmm. But y'all looking good today. I don't know what Minister Caritha was hearing. She said y'all was quiet today. I thought y'all was rowdy today. Yes, Caritha must have been in the presence of the most holy one. Because when the prophetic words went forth, they were, yeah! I was like, wow, they receiving today. Glory. So if you hadn't had a chance, just give somebody a little elbow bump, wave to them, say hello to them. Because we know the policy. We do not like a stuck-up church. Amen. We not stuck up. Amen. Not at all. We would get nowhere being like that. And my brother who's visiting with us today recognized the, the, the love and the favor like I also have for our musicians. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. And we bless God for Phil stepping in today. Cam's dad. Hallelujah. Isn't that beautiful when families can preach together, start ministries together, play in the house of the Lord together? It must just really bless you to know that your son is saved, sir, and in the house of the Lord. My God, that's such a beautiful accomplishment. We can't take these things for granted. We're doing some things. Y'all can have a seat. We're doing some things in um, my mentoring group that meets on Monday nights. And um, I've charged them with something that's kind of like, it's not a big deal. It's just, nah. But it's a big deal to everybody, it seems like. And um, one of the things that it has brought me back to 
is how much we take for granted in our life as if we're supposed to be healthy. You know, of course in God we understand that, but we got to remember that we're in a fallen world and the very environment is sick and toxic. The elements are unhealthy. The, the ground has even turned against us. The rain has even turned against us. And yet we can go for physicals and checkups and we're healthy. Some of us, our hair is still growing. If you're really blessed, your hair ain't just growing. It's growing gray. Because y'all know what the opposite of gray is, right? Dead. I don't think y'all heard me today. The opposite of gray is dead. And I was glad when he said unto me that my gray head can go into the house of the Lord. Because I am living and alive and not dead. We complain about these things with gravity and stuff. And of course, nobody likes them. But there is an opposite choice to it. And I ain't ready to push up daisies under no dirt. I was glad when he said unto me, let us go into my father's house. Absolutely. You can't take it for granted. There's people sick. There's people that are just mentally, not just challenged, mentally ill, not even just mentally ill, but just completely depressed the majority of their life. We're sober-minded. Hallelujah. We got limbs we can move. And that doesn't just mean you're blessed, because if you don't have limbs, you're still blessed. But my point is, we need to get back to understanding the blessings that we have. Some of us have been so blessed, we take for granted it's just supposed to be that way. Anybody else just feel like God has just favored you most of your life? I do. I feel like I have trials. I have situations. The opposite of that is dead. So we expect those things in our life. But God has favored me so much of my life that I didn't realize till I had to start doing this, this journaling that we started embarking on, how I could not write down things that I was grateful for. I, I, I was sitting and I'm thinking, I had to Google, what am I grateful for to see what people grateful for? Because God has favored me and I've never had to think about what I was grateful for. Then I heard this woman who had multiple sclerosis and she went out giving flowers to everyone on the street because someone told her that when you do good, good comes back unto you. And I was like, Father, I thank you. I don't have multiple sclerosis. Think about it. Father, I've done some things. I thank God that I'm not seeing the, the fruit of my sin. Like we can't just be in the house of the God of the Lord and take for granted that we're supposed to just always be this way. When we know that everything in earth hates us. There's a whole invisible, pretty much un understood, un under knowledge, under I don't know what it is. We just don't have the enlightenment we need for our enemy. And it's getting worse. But yet, we got here today. No incidents, no accidents. And don't think danger didn't happen seen and unseen. It's a lot to be grateful for. Matter of fact, let me start the fire in here for a minute. I want somebody to stand up and tell me what they're grateful for. Look at y'all as bad as me. We just entitled spoiled brats. Come on, Katrina. One more time. Oh, that sounds so silly. No, it ain't. Because if you know what I've been through all week long, you'd understand how grateful I am to enter into his gates. Come on, Carla. For life. Amen. Ramanita. Absolutely. Come on, Lana. Hey, come on, Sharita. <laughs> you better go ahead. 
you better go ahead. We take nothing for granted. We are the blessed of God, which makes us a bigger target to the enemy. Anybody been in spiritual warfare this week? Mental spiritual warfare? I was going to send a phone blast out this week and said I ended up in a deep, deep, dark place early this week. And I was going to send a phone blast and say, who else is in a deep, dark place this week? I wanted to minister to you. Something came on my mind and attacked around Tuesday or so, and it just got real heavy. It was like a dark tunnel, and I had to fight my way out. And I'm like, no, nothing ever happens to just you. You know, we got to learn to minister to one another because it's not just you. Hallelujah. Come on, Angela. That's say it. That's say it anyhow. Hallelujah. Damien. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Pastor D. Hallelujah. Minister Corindus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I was thinking about that this morning even the choice how many people don't even make the choice to go into the house of the lord i don't know if you meant church in particular okay but that's what was on my mind this morning and how many of us are even being deceived to think that there's a better life outside of being in church in the morning i'm driving in i'm seeing all the traffic on the road and i'm looking like these folks ain't going to church they ain't thinking about church They're, they don't have no intentions of church and then i sit there and say we complain we in church on a sunday that's a blessing that's a blessing come on evangelist We'll take it. Come on, Erica. Poo, come on, Yolanda. Say it, y'all. Don't even worry about it. They said it already. Come on, Richard. Hallelujah. Purpose. Thank you, Lord. Tasha. I know that's right. Come on. Uh, uh, Carmen, am I right? Naomi. All right. Pastor D knows better than me. Alive. We'll take it. A good life. Come on, Lisa. Amen. Amen. Fred, a second chance. Woo, Sharita. Aw, I love you. Amen. Wow. Yes. Yes. Go ahead, Rita. Everybody don't know what you've been through, so you go ahead and give him what you got to give him, what you owe him, what's due to him. Hallelujah. You bless him. One of my favorite scriptures for if it had not been for the Lord who was on my side. Hallelujah. Oh, where, oh, where would I be? Put some praise. Give a love offering to that testimony. For if it had not been for the Lord, the enemy wants to re reduce us to believe we're nothing, that we don't matter. He's trying to dissolve friendships and relationships and businessships. And the devil is a liar. What else is he? Defeated foe. Don't forget that part. Not only is he a liar, because he don't mind being called a liar. That's who he is. He's the father. Come on. He's the father of lies. So don't stop with a piece of scripture. This ain't a hallmark. He ain't just a liar. Remind him he's defeated. He's a defeated foe. You're just a foe. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Yes. Yeah. 
Yes, yes. There's a praise on you. I know it's still an uncomfortable place for you right now where you're at, but if you could just stand up. Just lift your hands in the air. That's all. God will do the rest. Just close your eyes so you don't feel anybody else around you. And just bless God. Where's a couple of the brothers at? Robbie, can you come, ar come around Mr. Sanchez over here? Thank you, Reverend Ron. Yes. Yes, that's all. We want to introduce him into another level of relationship with God. Did God ever cause a praise in your life when you didn't feel like praising God? Oh, did you ever feel like a hypocrite for praising God because you know how you're feeling on the inside? That people going to think I'm crazy, but yet I worship him? That's why I love when David says, it is unto the Lord that I offer this praise. It was only God that I can give this praise to because everything in me doesn't want to worship him. Everything in me doesn't want to believe him, agree with him. I don't feel like he's on my side. And all of a sudden, a praise gets stirred up from the inside. Hallelujah. And you begin to think on thoughts that are above, things that are worthy of praise, things that are bringing God glory, things that are beyond what you can ask, imagine, or think. Then a praise begins to come on the inside of you because you're able to forget Forget about yourself. And that's what we're supposed to do when we enter into his courts and into his gates. We're supposed to forget about ourselves and worship him. Because if we don't worship him, there's zero chance we're going to get out of this situation. So I challenge everybody in this room today. If you can lift your hands, wave your arms, move your feet, let the tears flow. Your tears are even worship to God. Hallelujah. I was glad when he said it to me. Oh, anybody glad with me this morning? musicians to cry out for you do you really need the musicians to cry out for you hallelujah let me hear the people of God worship their God let me hear your love on your God how do you bless an invisible God with the visible praise with the visible praise open up your mouth hallelujah the king of glory wants to come in and he wants to come in strong and mighty. He wants to change your situation, change your circumstance, but you gotta worship him. And you gotta get beyond your circumstance. You gotta get beyond that issue that you have in your heart. And you gotta give God what's due to only God. This can't be given to man. You can't even bring this offering to God in the form of money. This worship can only come from you. The universe responding to God. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. 
Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. He knows your voice, Reverend Jerry. He knows your voice. Hallelujah. He's hearing your heart, Minister Vanessa. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Latanya, he knows your thoughts, says the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, our help is in the room. Hallelujah, our help is in the room. Our help is in the room. Glory. Glory. The deep called out to us today. The deep called out to us today. And the deep said, I want worship. I want praise. Hallelujah, I want honor. I want glory. Thank you, Lord. He's good. All by himself, he's good. All by himself, he's good. And yet, he still calls us. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Come on, listen for him. Listen for him. Listen for him. Come on, listen for him. Hallelujah. Come on, listen for him. God. Come on. Listen for him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yep. Listen for him. Yes. 
person for whom he's speaking. The quietness in the cleft of the rock, he's speaking. Listen, listen. David would play the lair whenever he had to minister to his king, when his king was full of anxiety and distress and overwhelmed. David would minister to his king and lead him to the rock that was higher than him. Lead him to safetyness in the midst of his storm. Come on, do you hear him? Do you hear him? He's in the room, he's moving. Thank you. 
try to do this. If my people, which are called by my name, called by my name, humble themselves, humble themselves, pray and seek my face. If my people, which are called by my name, would humble themselves, pray and seek my face. Come on, I got a choir in here. Mm-hmm. Which are called by my name, would humble themselves, pray prophetic instruction come on my people which are called by my name would humble themselves pray and seek my face if my people come on there's prophetic prophetic instruction this is prophetic direction he's given a strategy today Come on, I need a choir in here with me today. Pray and seek my face if my people which are called by my name will humble themselves pray and seek my face. Are there any seekers? I want to invite you to the altar. Where are the seekers at in the church? Come on. Come on, hallelujah. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. If my people call on his name, humble, pray and seek my face. Don't make me carry this alone today. Will humble themselves. Pray. Come on. Seek my face. If my. Come on and seek him. Come on. Seek him. Instructions be given. Humble themselves. Pray and seek my face.
The mass is in the remnant. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Brother, I see a wife for you. I'm not too sure what your prayer is with God or what's happening. I don't even know if you're married already, but I see something with a woman. And God is saying that he has a wife for you. And with this, this transition that's going to happen for you, sometimes the enemy can get wind of God's strategy and plan for us and tries to send us an alternative plan. God said to be very mindful of him, be very aware of him. He said sometimes things can happen swiftly and some things unfold over time. Part of what he wants to do with you is going to build the relationship he wants with you at the same time. There's a whole nother level for you, a level that you haven't been to, but I see a seeker's heart in you, and I see that you're really willing to go after God. If God shows up and does his part, he's going to have no problem captivating or recaptivating your heart. But again, I don't know if there's a wife. I see that there's been women. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. But God said there's a wife, and she's going to crown you. And she's going to have privilege in crowning you for the man many never recognize that you are. That is the word of the Lord for you today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Go ahead, Pastor D. <laughs> Hallelujah. We were in dreams and visions, but I just want to give you this part to take home with you today. And I believe I can pull it in with what we're already experiencing from God today. Thank you again to our anointed psalmist ministry over here who just moves by the spirit of God. I didn't know how God wanted to move. I didn't know if he was going to move in tongues by one of y'all. I didn't know if a prophetic word was going to come forth. I didn't know if a song was going to come forth out there. I wasn't sure how he was moving, and I just kept listening for him. And as I was listening for him, I could hear that. I think it was Ty was stringing it. I'll have to replay it to see. I don't know all of this stuff. I just know when it's God and not God. I know nothing else otherwise. It was that. And I just heard it, and I knew what God was telling us then. And it lined up because we're looking for answers, right? We come to church looking for answers. Yes, we want to worship him. Yes, we want to make atonement. Yes, we want to do all the works that we're supposed to do. But we come from answers because we're his people. And we've got to go back out to the world and live. And how do we live when we can't have an answer from our God? How can we give strategy? How can we move without strategy from our God? How do we know what's to and fro if we don't know what our God is saying and doing to us and with us and through us in the season that we're in? So much is going on in the world, and I, I'm just grateful to God for all that is going on in the world. We started out with being grateful. I guess God liked that. Because the way he moved today, it's incredible. It's like our most powerful services take the least amount of time. When we got to push and work and push and work and push and work. And the musicians are like, all right, thank y'all. Thank you for coming out. Have a good day. It's like y'all still pushing and working, pushing and working. But when we all come together in unity, wow, that's why we say I was glad when he said unto me. He wants his body to come together. It's so much easier when his body comes together. Anybody feel healed in here today? There's a healing presence in here today. 
and not just a mental healing presence. There was physical healing presence going on in here today. Hallelujah. His oil is going to oil up some of them knees and some of them elbows. They're going to oil it up. His oil is going to oil it up. Get rid of some of that stiffness and that arthritis. Oil it up, Jesus. Come on, somebody yell it. Oil it up, Jesus. Get these elbows and these knees working again. Ankles and cankles. God, Lord, Lord, just send your oil. Oil it up, Jesus. Restore us to our youth and to the joy of our salvation. Yes, Lord. Thank you, God. Amen. I'll give you uh, Ecclesiastics 5 and 3 for our opening and closing. In our dreams and visions segment that we were doing, my plan this morning as I was going back over my notes um, was to have it finished today so that we can start our transformation series on our heart and our mind. And the Lord gave me the, uh, this third one the other day. Yesterday he gave it to me. I didn't even think about it. The heart and the mind and the mouth. The heart, the mind, and the mouth. Trouble. We're going to find out who's saved. And don't worry if you ain't. We got a method for you. We're going to take that mouth. We're going to transform your words. We're going to do it by exchanging that heart of stone for a heart of flesh. And when you believe in him, you will be redeemed and you will be conformed by the transforming of your mind. You're going to walk better. You're going to look better. You're going to praise better. You're going to give better. You're going to love better. Everything's just going to be better. Somebody yell better. B-E-T-T-A. We're going to do it better. I can't hear a church in here today. It's so much easy when your body's in alignment and agreement to what you want to do. Hallelujah, God. You're a good God. We thank you for showing up with us today. I mean, we know you're here, but, you know, we don't really set the stage for you to show off. And I like to serve God when he shows off. I like when his train fills the temple and he comes into the room. And I like when eyes are open. And I'm not just talking about blinded eyes. I'm talking about eyes from the lost. I'm talking about those whose relationship with God has gotten dull. Apostle Paul said you got to put another log in the fire. You better stare up them gifts that God has given you. Hallelujah. Ecclesiastes. That's her name. And I want to go to uh, five and three. Anybody his people? Mm. So what are you supposed to do? Humble yourselves. Yes, there's instructions. Turn. Mm -hmm. You see, I didn't give you the last part of the scripture. Because he's not offering healing until you. Then we'll hear testimonies come through in here. We'll know who's been praying and seeking his face and who has humbled themselves, who has turned. Then the testimonies are going to come up in here like 4th of July fireworks. Even today in, in, in preparing for my notes, that the series was already done. I was just going over my notes again to refresh myself. God reminded me that with vision, y'all remember what vision is? What is vision? Shows the nature of God. Who remembered that? You? Good girl. Amen. And dreams? Mm-hmm. Listen to this part. God makes himself known in vision. God reveals himself in vision. 
God will speak unto mankind, that's not just sons and daughters, mankind, in dreams. He reveals plans in dreams. But listen to this. Before God reveals himself to you, to I, to mankind, in a vision, he first has to reveal you to you in a vision. Thank you, sir. I got one lover of the word. <laughs> first, see, we, we, we set the precept for it. God makes himself known to us through vision. God reveals himself to us in vision. But before God reveals himself to you, he's going to reveal you to you. So we might have skipped a part. Maybe that's why we're not humble. And every time a humbling exercise comes, we think the trainer comes to take us out. And the trainer does not come to take us out. He just comes to humble us. So that in turn we can what? What's the scripture? Pray. Seek his face. And then we got to turn. What are we turning from? Oh, our husband's wicked ways. Our wife's wicked ways. The church wicked ways. The people in church I can't stand wicked ways. Oh, who's it about? Oh. Hmm. Ownership. Brother yelling it. <laughs> Ownership. Ecclesiastes 5 and 3. A dream comes when there are many cares and many words mark the speech of a fool. A dream comes when there are cares and many words mark the speech of a fool. What this particular text is teaching us about dreams is it's a soul issue as well as a divine issue. What does that mean? Breaking it down even further, not every dream comes from God. Not every vision comes from God. You have to learn God's voice so you can know when God is speaking. <laughs> Some of y'all so caught up prophetically, y'all daydreaming, y'all minds is gone. I love it. I love jacking y'all up. I do. You can go back and listen to the replay and take your notes. I ain't concerned. But when I see that prophetic stare that I have to pull Latanya out of often in meetings, I love you too. I see prophetess Erica stuck in the prophetic stare. I see prophetess Yolanda stuck in a prophetic stare. God is talking. God is moving. God's going to have his way. Y'all walking with a limp yet? This is how we know when y'all running from God. Y'all come to church like that. Where that oil at? Oh, you don't, you don't, that oil don't work for you. God's breaking legs. He's calling us in. This text is about your mind. This is teaching us about not God, not divine, but your soul can give you dreams. Sometimes we can have dreams on things we want so badly. Some things that you will so badly in your life, you can dream it. But you're going to have to discern if it's God. If it's God, how do we discern if a dream or vision is of God? We talked about it today. If my people pray, we have to pray. We're not praying enough. The Bible says that if we don't pray in part, we are only going to see in part. <laughs> You'll see in part, but when you pray, God can finish it for you. 
You have to be very careful because the enemy loves to give part truth. So he'll give you a dream that's part truth. And then the last portion of it, he'll twist up. So you have to pray and ask God, what is your portion in this dream or vision? Oftentimes, I can kick myself over and over and over and over and over and over again for this. I wake up and it's sitting on me. And I'm brushing my teeth and I'm turning on the shower and I'm getting ready to wrap my hair up to jump in the shower. I'm like, oh, this was good. God finished giving it to me. I write nothing down. I don't put the phone on to record a memo. And I'm like, I got this thing. I got this thing. I got this thing. Around 11 a.m., 12 p.m., gone. I hear you, Lord. And you're, you, you, you want to cry. He gave me a whole sermon that I preached while cleaning up my house. I came down through the garage, went outside to walk diamond. I was preaching. I was preaching about the temples and sacrifice. And it was going back to the heart of worship, which y'all heard me talk about at the other church the other week. Didn't write it down. All I got is three lines. I preached about 40 minutes to myself, to God. And I, while I was preaching, I was like, this is so good. I was like, and then God said, and it's gone now gone the creator of the universe the creator of heaven and earth that told the waters where to stand came to talk to me to give me instruction and insight and I didn't care enough to write it down how many times has God done that to you and then someone else does it and that thing blowing up rocking people blessed by it and you sitting there like don't <laughs> nobody want to hear that the last thing I want to hear is oh I had the same word as you what'd you do with it please spare yourself the embarrassment don't even tell anybody that you had it first and you did nothing with it the God the creator of the universe all the planets the one that are recognizing the one man hasn't even found yet came to talk to you and we didn't even care enough to write it down we need to discern if it's God, and the way to do that is by prayer. Otherwise, we will only be able to see in part, and we have to be careful with seeing in part because if we see in part, we may only see the portion that is not God. Watch when you cannot remember a dream. The enemy came as a thief in the night to steal, and he stole that vision. He stole that prophetic word. He, he stole that, that witty invention that God gave you to change your life. If it's God, it will be with you for life. God is so gracious that God will even repeat it. I would advise you to take note. Be a ready writer. Be a scribe, always ready. We've got the smartest phones in the world. The phones are smarter than us. And all we got to do is say, I can't say it because it'll come on right now, but call one of those phone names out, one of those Amazon things out. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll open right up for you. Isaiah 29 and 8 said, dreams come out of desire. Desire, watch what you desire. God, oh man, God, but if it's not my will, Lord, you gotta be that one with God that you're willing to say, I want that thing so bad. But if it's not my will, there was a man that had shared when I was in a conference a few years ago, probably a long years ago, not a few years ago. He said he had a dream that he saw himself walking and he can't walk. 
and the whole church went up because they believed he was going to be healed. And later it was determined it's what we call diverse vanities. Diverse, diverse vanities. He wanted it so bad he dreamed it. And anybody who came in and just want to hallmark everything said, oh, God's going to heal you. You're going to walk. He never was healed that way or was able to walk. You can want something so bad you can make yourself dream it. And then people believe, oh, if you make yourself dream it, if you can believe it, it can happen. Is it God's will for your life? Diverse vanities. What are you dreaming about? In Jude 8, there was a demonic dream. I'm not going to go into the text because I asked for 10 minutes. Jude 8, it was a demonic dream. And this dream came to defile the flesh sexually. I'll, I'll, I'll get into that next week. How many of y'all had sexual dreams on last week? Thank you for your honesty. Thank you very much. Anyone else? People looking out windows. <laughs> sexual dreams. Maybe you weren't even in it. You were in it. I wasn't in it. And when I woke up, I was so disgusted by what the enemy sold at night in my mind as a sexual dream. And when you get up to the Timothy Institute and you take... Um, what's the, your class, Leah, that Ebony does now? 14 tests. The introduction to 14 tests all leaders must face teach that when spiritual warfare is coming your way, it always comes in first the form of a sexual dream. Spiritual warfare has a prerequisite. It's a, it's a spiritual dream. It's a sexual, usually a defiled spiritual dream. This is what we need to start doing. Before we go to sleep, we need to do what the old church did. Apply the blood. <laughs> apply the blood. Because you can't pray until the morning, but you can apply the blood before you go to sleep. Apply the blood. I watched a movie I shouldn't have watched. I was in a conversation that I shouldn't engaged in. I had thoughts today that were unclean. I, I'm, I'm horny today. The singles row just went left. I was taught as a young single woman to put oil in the special place. You remember that? We was taught that they didn't play with us with this sexual stuff. They wasn't making excuses for us. They wasn't telling us it's a part of your human. And they said, put some oil on it. And we was like, man, you better. Hmm. That's applying the blood, speaking the blood, asking for the blood. Father, you gave me this nature. It's normal to have a sexual nature. I mean, you, you better have one. But God, I need some help right now because it will be a sin against you. What was made to bless you can also be something that will curse my relationship with you. I'm, I'm feeling these things in my soul today. As a single woman, I would go to bed early. I wouldn't stay up and try to tempt my own flesh. I knew when I was feeling what I was feeling. See, some of y'all act like you don't know your own bodies. And the Bible says only a fool is fooling himself. He ain't, you ain't fooling your apostle. You know your body's been acting up all day, all week, and somebody invites you out just for a little karaoke, just for a little open mic. And you knew you was feeling a lot of something and you go. You go to bed. 
That's what you do. By yourself, you go to sleep. Yeah, it's real. It's absolutely real. And I don't like when, because when, when I was single, I was taught to pray that you would turn off your, your sexual appetite. And I'm going to tell y'all the God honest truth. I prayed that prayer. And when I got married, it took a while for it to come back on. I had to fake it till I make it. Oh, y'all ain't with me today. God hears prayers, don't he? And I didn't know I was an apostle then, so I didn't know that my prayers were apostolic in nature. I was an usher. I was trying to be happy at the door of my father's house. And then you have all these married folks that get to the, 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 the altar, to get the microphone, and they start saying, she the gravy to my steak. And you... That's why I don't, I don't allow that in this house. This ain't about your spouse. Get up there and do what your job is. Don't tell me she your prime rib. Because now we want a prime rib. We're trying to live sanctified. We're trying to keep our body under submission. And you up here telling us how yum, yum good she is. She's the cream to my coffee. Well, we can't have coffee. I couldn't stand it. I went to my pastor. I said, can you tell these people to stop doing that? Like I had a good weekend. I was in the power of his might. Then I get in here and they get up there with the mic. Look at her, ain't she good looking? When you trying to sanctify your body, trying. When you're in that process and you a woman, another woman look good. All right, y'all ain't ready for me today. Y'all ain't ready for, I'm trying to sanctify, but y'all got Miss 44 double X at the offering and don't nothing fit her right. I'm looking. I almost want to drop my dollar in. It just happens to me. I know it don't happen to none of y'all. It's just me. Because y'all was born saved. Your grandparents was on the mother's board and they were bishops. But I want to come up there and say, girl, and drop it right in. Like, what are we doing in here? I was a sexual human being before I was married. Okay, one while I'm married, but I was one then and didn't know how to walk in sexuality as a sanctified woman of God. I went through changes in the church. And then you go home at night, right, and you with the 92-year-old deacon in the church sexually in a dream. And you wake up and say, Father! <laughs> then you got to see the deacon Sunday morning. You be like... He'd be like, morning, sister. <laughs> but that only happens to me. Because y'all blessed. Y'all was raised by church folks. Y'all was raised in the church. Y'all was born. The doctor put oil on y'all when y'all came out and exercised all y'all demons. See, y'all was blessed. I didn't have that. I wasn't born in a sanctified family. I didn't come through the loins of people who knew God. Thank you, Jesus. Apply the blood before you go to sleep. I'm closing. God may even give two people that don't even know each other or two people that sit around each other in church the same dream. Apply the blood before going to sleep. Next week, I'm going to pick up and hopefully end, and I want to pick up next week on how God didn't speak to Moses or Jesus through dreams. Why didn't he speak 
through Moses or Jesus through dreams. Mmm. Mmm. It's a lot to study over the week. How y'all doing? Y'all sanctified? Joycey sanctified? Vicky, you sanctified? Vicky got this face like. I just praise God. I just worship God. But I don't allow it in here. Once in a while, somebody will sneak in and get up here and say, Stand up, baby. Then the first lady got on with them cotton dresses. Body cons. Right. Yes. Thank you, brother. He said, oh, yeah, no kind of joke. Yes, you're talking about. Yeah. First lady stands up in a body con. And, Why are you doing that to us? Did y'all ever think about it? Single people. Did y'all ever think about this? Married people. Did y'all know you were affecting this way? Not so. We think we're reverencing honey bun. Y'all know the stuff you heard from the pulpit. We had a preacher that used to come here, and he said, when I get married, we're going to have a pole in our house. And we're all sitting like, no, 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 no. Don't take us back. No, we've been delivered from the pole. We're trying to get to the altar. We're going from the pole to the altar. We had to stop it. I had to talk to him three different times. No, you're not coming in here and loosening up what we've been working so hard to bind up. In the name of Jesus. How y'all doing today? Did I give the singles enough nuggets for the week? Apply the blood. Hallelujah. Get some oil. And pray over these dreams. Marry folks. See how blessed you are? You get to do what people dream about. But keep it in your house. Don't bring it in God's house. Because we don't get to enjoy the fruit of our loins. Please stand. Theology college is ended for today. Father, cover their minds tonight. That we know that laughter is good to the soul. And it's even like medicine to the bones. And Father, we want everything good, even laughter, to be holy and righteous unto you. Help us to live this sanctified life that you called us to. Help us to not casting what you called and considered pearls to those that don't even want to know you, God. Teach us to be women of virtue and men of valor, lawless, loving the law that you have put in place for the people that are called by your name. We thank you for the transference today, Father. We received reciprocity today. Today we worshiped and you showed up. Today we gave, Father, not of a dollar bill, not of anything that was coins or, or paper. We gave of what was inside of us and you responded with the word for us today. We thank you for prophetic insight and strategy. We thank you for the angels that will continue ministering to our hearts, not just on today, but even throughout the rest of this week as we open up our Bibles in devotion every day. As we come into prayer on Tuesday, as we come into revival this Tuesday night with our revivalist Thomasina artist. And we come in here to have praise and thanksgiving and prophecy and dance. God, move on Tuesday in this house. Minister to the leaders, the workers, the, 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 the vision carriers, Father. Minister to us that we may be revived deep down in our soul. We love you, Lord. Can I get an echo? Can I hear a I love you, Lord? Wow, that's so beautiful, Lord. 
We bless you, Father, and we love you. And we bless your people in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. If you want to sow a seed, you can come up and sow a seed. They'll put something up here for you. But until then, please come back on Tuesday. We don't just want to have church Tuesday. We want to be the church on Tuesday. And we need every one of you to come back with us so that we can have a Pentecost experience up in here. We want to show God not only that the church will never be silent, but the church is armed and ready that we're here, Father, and we want the download of gifts so that we can go out into the nations and heal people. And we want a download of prophetic activation so we can prophesy to a lost world. Father, we want downloads and healings and insight, not power, but we want what you promised us, Father. You said that even the bread from the king's table is good for people like you and I. We love you, Lord, and we thank everyone for their giving today. You are dismissed in Jesus' name. God bless you.